Hey y'all, I'm Kiki Hunter. What's good, people? I'm Mark Hunter. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Hunt Life Podcast. Podcast. We created this podcast to give a real view of life as millennials navigating the world. Real life discussions about the struggles our generation go through from family, love, and everyday life. We're just trying to break generational curses to chase our dream life. Come with us on this journey to hunt life and tackle everything else in between. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. It's yeah. good. Oh, man, chilling. Like, I am doing people. I'm Mark Hunter. Hey, y'all. I'm Kiki Hunter. It's the Hunt Life Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about... When is it like time for you to start following your dreams? Question. I think like I think the time for you to start following your dreams is like when you like mentally prepare to like deal with like the struggles and the consequences and like the the opinions of the people around you mm-hmm. because we've or you can even like you can think about what you're gonna do, mm-hmm. but then if you like, if you have a significant other, you gotta tell them about your dream. Yeah. So they can like be clued in up on this, so you can like let them know like, all right, you know, I'm gonna make this like leap, or I'm gonna like keep pushing up on this job and like keep going forward. Right. So it's like it's just this different type of ways that it comes when it to like try to like chase after your dreams. Because right. if you like by yourself, then it's like, I mean, it's just more so when you're comfortable enough to like push yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Cause if you by yourself, I think some of the time that's a little bit harder cause like yeah, you gotta push yourself. Really? Yeah, even though that you mentally gotta like be able to do it on your own, mm-hmm. it's still even if you have like somebody with you, like a spouse or a partner, like a business partner. Mm-hmm. That's somebody that's gonna continue to like try to push you to be a better person. Okay, you need that push. Yeah. So with that, do you think that you have to be more do you have to make the decision before telling your spouse? Or should you make the should you make the decision afterwards like consider their feelings get their thoughts and then you make your total decision or do you feel like it's like i'm coming to you and saying okay this is what i want to do when you kind of dead sit on it because like even with us like we did a back and forth uh yeah with our dreams and just because we were trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. and then I remember the first conversation was the conversation of my job, my career, what I did, and the health feeling was like it can go to our own department and just like, what's that? So that's going to take a lot of time away from you and the kids because it's a medical field, so it's yeah. crazy hours. That was a discussion. Yeah. and But at the time, it's something I really, really wanted to do. Yeah. But... Even when, after the wedding, and I said I wanted to quit my job there, and 
we had that conversation. I was like, I'm ready to kind of like start, try and start my business. Mm-hmm. But I still look for work because yeah. I was still trying to figure it out. But I was like, I'm just going to, while I'm not working, I'm going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was always a conversation. But I think I was able to figure it out on my own first and then present it to you. Yeah. To see how you felt. It wasn't necessarily like I was going to do it anyways. But it's like, I feel like if I didn't make my mind up, then it would be harder for you to make your mind up on it. If That's I true. It. That's how I feel about that too. Because it's like, I mean, with that situation, it's like, it's, it's multiple ways that it can happen. Yeah. I feel like it kind of sort of depends on like, with your spouse say, it really depends on like what you feel too, because some of the time, like you and your spouse, not gonna like be like you know on a one accord when it comes to like your dream, because that's like your dream, that's right. not our dream, that's your dream, mm-hmm. and like you can't like always like fault somebody for like not accepting your dream. You feel me? So like that's part of the game, but the thing is, it's like do you kind of sort of say like screw with that person talking about mm-hmm. and like keep pushing and i feel like if you do that it's like that's when you like really wanted right. your dream and it's like you really willing to like sacrifice mm-hmm. certain things in order for you to have your dream so that's when it comes into it's like it's choices when it comes to like telling your spouse about your dreams or like do you but I feel like in all in all, you have to be confident in your dreams and in, in, in all in all. Yeah. You can't keep like tossing out just anything and everything. Yeah. You gotta when you come in like come in correct with like your real like, all right, screw that. I'm finna be like the top manager in the company. Or yeah. I'm finna like try to start pushing my business, push this clothing line up. Or like I'm trying to do like a service job or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, you got to be confident in what you're gonna do and tell that person because that person can some of the time your significant other can probably feel that if you don't feel confident in it, yeah, why are they gonna be confident in it? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely to answer the question because I don't think I ever did. I think the time to follow your dreams is when you're sitting at a crossroad mm-hmm. and you kind of just feel like you're on airplane mode. Yeah. Like you have, I feel like we all get there at some point. Like nothing necessarily has to happen, but you get to a point where you're like, you may be working a job, you may have been there for a little while now. And like, you just kind of like, airplane mode but you know it's other stuff you kind of want to do those little so that moment when you want more yeah that's when it's time to like push yeah yeah like when you decide to like really i feel like that takes a place for you to really put yourself first yeah and really say why don't i deserve these things like why do i have to live my life like this um and that's why I think it, it turned into a you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Because whether you have somebody or you don't, the support from your friends and family is still important to you, at least at the beginning stages when you're saying, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Right? You need somebody to understand. Right. And sometimes people do and people don't. 
but I feel like you have to have your mind made up that you're going to do it mm-hmm. because it's all the thoughts that's going to run through your head. The same thoughts that run through your head to make it to what's making you scared to do it, it's the same thoughts that's going to run through the person's mind that you're telling. Yeah. So the only difference is the way we process it. For you, it's clear because it's your dream. It's mm-hmm. going to be clear. Everybody's not going to see your dreams. Everybody's not going to see your plans. Some people might generally not see it, and they're not trying to not support you on purpose. And not it's just that, they, don't they see might what not even see. understand it too, because that'd yeah. be a big thing too. Like mm-hmm. people don't be understanding like your dreams, even like when you're like a child. And you got like random dreams of what you want to be, and it's like, yeah, some of the time, you know, even as a parent, you don't understand it some of the time. Cause it's like, bro, like, all right, like you a kid, you always dream of trying to be something. Yeah. But it's like some of the times, like when you're trying to understand, like, is this a real dream? Right. Or is this just like a what, what's that admiration or something? Just some dry as you want to. Oh, do. admiration, yeah. Yeah, just one of them. Something you inspire to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. You have to be able to distinguish the difference. You gotta know, yeah, you have to know the difference. That takes a lot of work on your part. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay. Because if you do have a spouse, let's say, that every spouse is not as supportive. Because that's not always a story. I remember when we started the detailing thing. Mm -hmm. And you said, and you came and you was like, I think this is what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. I want to start something. I think this is what I want to do. And you told me why it made sense to me. And, like, I was on board. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Some Sometimes a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. No, so, I would have wanted to, even in the video, I was like, mm, I'm a little shaky on it, to still be more confident in you because just that confidence of like being able to bet on yourself mm-hmm. does wonders mm-hmm. and it really does does do wonders for people around you because everybody's not going to be a believer everybody's not going to be a believer when you say it mm-hmm. and that is okay because if you your first number one person that's cheering for yourself that's that's all you need at the beginning yeah because I, I always felt like i was going like on the business even as a child you feel like, I always feel like I was going to run some type of business, whether mm-hmm. it's like a legal business or an illegal business. But I just always felt like <laughs> I was going to be, like, at the top of a business. Like, that's just, I mean, yeah, that's like, and it's that's just being 100. Like, oh. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I always just always wanted to be the dude in charge, like, running shit. And it's like, yeah, that's just always, even as a child. Like, yeah. So it's like, it's been cultivated in me since like birth or some shit like that. From the first stuff that I started watching, it's like, I mean, yeah. But that's good though. Because a lot of people feel like they maybe don't know what it is that they want to do. And, or they have an inkling that just like, it's that little thing, like you said, you didn't know. What kind of vision was on? You just knew mm-hmm. you was gonna do something where you were wanting mm-hmm. something. It's like little stuff like that. It's just you figuring out. Is narrowing down the things that you like. You genuinely like cars. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's why it was easy for me to say, okay, that makes sense. I support that because we tried to sell candy at school. Yeah, we um, we always yeah. had to. 
So yeah. What's up with so now how can you do it in a better way and where you can genuinely like share your way that you feel? Right. And remember that was a conversation with us. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like once I start when I had Maddie and I wasn't working I we had the conversation that I wouldn't go back to work. I would just stay at home with the kids. And I told you I feel like in a sense, like I'm not I was sad not necessarily about like working a job, but I felt like I wasn't serving. Yeah. Like I was like let's I'm not get this straight. Both of the times when she had her children, she this she wanted to do like she wanted to stay home and like make sure that she had the bun with her kids. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I'm forcing her to be like a no, stay home no, 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 no. wife or nothing like, like that. Like yeah. she'll go get it, you feel me? Like yeah, she'll bread get it. So it's like it's never no stopping her from getting bread because that's what she do. It's just more so, all right, you want to like stay at home and get bread then let's find ways to like for you to get bread while you're at home right and no yeah so with this now i just want to put that out there because people feel like some of the time that like dudes make their women their wife stay at home and like take care of the kids and stuff and it's like a bunch of the time women choose to do that yeah and no it was a choice yeah no it was definitely a choice for me, because I understand, and from taking psychology in college, how important it is to bond with your kids. Mm-hmm. So, especially like in those first year or two, like you really need to be taking time out. Like the bond is something that it really molds your kids. So I always wanted to be there for my kids beginning years. But with both of the kids, when I got pregnant with Sam and Maddox, I wanted to go back to work. I went back to work with Sam after two years. And then Maddox, in my mind, when I got pregnant, I thought, oh, no, I'm taking time to go coming right back. Mm-hmm. But the closer it got to the day, and then... Yeah, but two years is not maternity leave, bro. Like, that's a hiatus. <laughs> yeah, hiatus. But <laughs> with, with that... I was at a crossroads of like you wanted to do stuff too, and we were already putting sacrifices for me to do what I was doing. And in the medical field, no matter where you work, really, it's always an on-call thing, mm-hmm. and it takes up a lot more time with your job than with your family. And I feel like you had sacrificed enough mm-hmm. to where it was like it was time for you to go and live your dream and like figure out what you really wanted to do because yeah you were fine with your job or you were in your position but you also always talked about doing more yeah because so, the thing at I the beginning that was, was that you wanted to focus on your career so yeah. i didn't see nothing wrong with like you trying to focus on your career because that was like your dreams at that moment from yeah. getting out of college and stuff is like I'm going to get out of college and I'm going to focus on my career. I'm going to like be the top that I can be up in my career. So I never was like a pigeonholed and type dude. Like, nah, mm-hmm. let's do that. I'm going to find a job and like do night shift so we can be able to like keep some, so somebody can be here with Sam mm-hmm. at all times until he starts school yeah. and stuff like that. So you can we be didn't want to do daycare. Yeah, so you can be able to do the job thing. So yeah. you can maybe do the career thing. I ain't tripping. I already know that any kind of job that I work, I'm be able to like get in there and I'm gonna work my way up so I can give me some money because like I'm a hard worker. So that was never the issue. Yeah. And it never was the simple fact of that you was gonna have a career 
and I was like working a regular job because I always feel like once you was comfortable in your career, it was always going to be a time that I can go and get my job, my career started, what I want to do on my dream. Yeah. Because I feel like I just needed time for my dreams. I needed to fully develop it out in my head all the way because I'm a like a mental person, like yeah. not mental, like, like, you know, off the wall, <laughs> but like I mentally gotta, I mentally gotta see it in order for me to be able to say that I can go do it. If yeah. I can't physically see it myself in Damn. a dream or like in a vision or anything like that, mm -hmm. then I don't believe that I can go do it. Something gonna have to show me and prove yeah. to me that I can go do that. And then if I see that, then like, yeah, I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna hunt for that, you feel me? Yeah. So that was the thing. I ain't never wanted to hold you back. So that was, we did that situation. And we then it was it. like, I feel like the, the pandemic was the best thing that could have happened for two people like us. Because one, it woke us up and was like, man, why would we do some stuff that we don't want to do? Yeah, and submit to some stuff that we don't want to submit to. Yeah, where we can just really take a chance on ourselves. Yeah, because ever since the beginning of the process of the wedding, we've been taking chances on ourselves. Yeah, we've been it was like doing it different things. Something. Yeah, and because we even talked about that, like even that was that's the crazy part. That's why I said you have to when is when you ready. Like, you have to make decisions because remember, I was in the career and I was doing the things and I had found, I, I didn't want to be a nurse no more because the only reason I wanted to be a nurse was to help my grandmother who ended up passing away and I never got the chance to do that. So after that, I kind of lost my thing of wanting to be a nurse. I didn't really care for it anymore. And, but doing the surgery scheduling and working my way up there, it was something I was comfortable with, but I, we just said like, I I would do it for the because I was still career minded. Like it's a yeah. good career, I can make money, like we can live like a happy, cozy life. But I never really wanted to do it. It was just like it was a job, and I was good at helping people, so I just got the satisfaction out of helping my patients. Mm -hmm. But it was like you said, the betting on yourself, and like I remember missing Santana, feeling like I missed Santana entire like kindergarten year. And that's when I made a decision, like, I want to be at home with my kids. Yeah. Like, the fact that I'm fighting my job to be able to go to my baby performance and being scared for my job and, like, making sure my son was okay and being that present parent. Like, I don't want to pick you up from school and be like, oh, how was your day? And then I say nothing else to you for the rest of the day. Or I'm working overtime and by the time I'm getting home, because that's what it was. By the time I'm getting home, everybody going to bed on me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting on 6, 7, 8 o'clock, since I'm bed down 9, so now I'm squeezing my time, my one hour, into trying to fix dinner, bond with everybody, and then get myself ready for work and get him up for school. Like, it was, I wasn't fully present in my own life. You wasn't fully fulfilled, Yeah. That, that everyday hustle and bustle. So yeah, I wanted to be a mom. Like, I wanted to be a present mom, give my kids. Because my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I used to remember being like, I would never do that. Like, girl, you just at home with these kids all day. You ain't got no life. But I learned, like, I can still be me and still be me personally and still be a mom of my kids. My life don't have to revolve around my kids, but it still can revolve around my 
kids. Mm-hmm. And looking at her, that was strong because it does take a different type of person to be home to kids all day and I homeschool. I mean, but because I'm you got to think about it. That's a big job, in. too. You know, nah, like people trying to make it seem like raising kids is not like a, an important job, but like that's the one of the biggest business that you can do like because that's a huge investment yeah that if you don't like put everything if you don't water that flower Mm -hmm. that flower can be like in prison for the rest of their life it can be like yeah killer serial killer it can be anything you feel me so it's like you gotta really like you gotta really invest in your kids because Mm -hmm. like that's your legacy you're yeah. pretty much leaving stuff for them. You're passing down your knowledge that you gain yeah. to them because it's not about like the money and stuff because money really is not a, it's not, money is not physical. You feel me? Yeah, to cool. me and my, like to me in my mind, how I've been thinking for the past like year and a half, money is not like a physical thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's, you can get money anytime if you know how to get money you can get get money yeah it's about mentally preparing yourself to Mm -hmm. when you get money how to maneuver the money because you can get money but if you don't know how to mess with the money when it's time to mess with it then it's like you done messed up the real bro and it's like that's that's the main part of like about business you gotta be able to re-up Listen, whatever type of business that you can do, you gotta be able to like re up. Like, if you set slanging cakes, Mm -hmm. you gotta be able to, once you sell out of all these cakes, did you have enough money to be able to buy some more so you can bust down some more cakes and sell some more? Yeah, it's like that's the part about business, and that's the hard part about it. And it's like when you don't really have a lot of business people around you. Yeah. to like tell you about yeah. it yeah it's like you gotta like figure you gotta figure it out especially if you don't feel like paying for it yeah because i mean i took business class in college like but yeah, i was like exactly. i mean i didn't i didn't really care for it it's yeah. like that's not really business to me it's like yeah you just telling me about history of business and finances and all this and it's like yeah sure that's important to know but like how can I fix my return on investment and different things like that? Who's going to show you how to do that? You can go on YouTube and look it up. You can find articles to go look it up. But if you don't really know how to find the articles to do it, then you just try still just trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, I mean. So, we said, do you think it's better if you're going to follow a dream, whatever dream it is, uh-huh. is it better to do your research and like start taking the classes and start like slowly but surely getting yourself into it? Yeah. Or do you just need to get in and get hands on? I think it depends on the type of person you is. Like, yeah. I feel like, but I still feel like that you should like take it with care. Your dream is like something that's like precious to you. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to like be the one that screw your own dream up because if you screw your own dream up, you like the, 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 I used to be good at high school football. You feel me? I won the state championship back in 18 and 1986. You feel me? You don't like want to be one of them people. Like you don't want to like live in the past. Like the people that like feel like 
high school was the best this part time. of their life yeah. and stuff. Like that's kind of depressing to me. To that's, when you was a teenager, it's the best time of your know. life. Yeah. Like, bro, like you're only really a kid for like twenty years. Yeah. You're an adult for forty to sixty years and yeah. all in all. You're an adult for a long time and your kid life was the best thing. Sure, my shit, my kid life was cool, but yeah. I'm having much more funner as an adult. Yeah. And it's like, that's more what it is. But if you feel like that, I'm going to jump off this mug head first and get it. Because that's what like, we did. Like, we. But we to a certain extent, yes, but to a certain extent, no. no we were being prepared before we Preparing for it. Yeah. Like, I still was like watching about different, like, car stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I was still. Like, I was still watching free workshops and stuff yeah. about, like, all right. Because I knew how to wash a car regular. Mm -hmm. But can I wash a car professionally? Yeah. Can I wash a car professionally and efficiently? Because it's not about just professionally washing it. Can I wash a car within a certain amount of time and make it still look professional? No, because, listen, y'all, this man... My daddy washes cars. Like, my daddy ain't never using my daddy washes. He do not be out there playing with his car. Mm -hmm. I have never seen another man. And I know dudes, it's a thing that they be, y'all, y'all wash our cars, y'all try to take care of your car. But mm -hmm. this man, I he was like my daddy with them cars. Like, mm -hmm. his regular cars, he out there faithfully every weekend, like, just on his car, like, for real. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it also made sense to me because he's been doing it since I met him. Mm -hmm. Like, since he had, I was with him when he got his first car. Mm -hmm. From the first car, he always yeah, been, like, I just very particular car. about like, his cars. car. I watched both cars every single Saturday. On my so I was like, yeah, you spend enough time out there with yours. I'm pretty sure you can turn this into something. Go ahead and do do you. When they, when they got the Jeep and then all that, then it was like, all right, now I'm taking up like half of the day. I started washing the cars. Yeah. Like, like, that was the thing that I did. I washed my cars. Yeah. Like, no. And we got, and that was the thing. Like, we, we used the pandemic to like get the bag and learn how to flip it. Like, we ran with what we got. Mm -hmm. And we, I feel like we did a little bit of both. We jumped off the ledge because we jumped off the ledge when I said I was quitting my job and started mm -hmm. a t shirt company because I couldn't find shirts that I liked. Mm -hmm. Little did I know, I had did a lot of healing. So during the wedding, I had a lot of stuff to deal with and like heal from, from like my childhood traumas, just things that was happening to the dog, our family was colliding. And I was on a healing journey not knowing. And my t-shirt line turned into like affirmation for myself to help myself heal. Yeah. And so I wanted to start the t-shirt company and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I so we started off making baby clothes mm -hmm. and then we was doing custom t-shirts and I was like, I don't mm -hmm. want to do that no more because I was good at it, but it was tiring. People, it, was, it was too much dealing with people. And then finally now, like it's the clothing line. And then, um, my servant, but I still feel like I wasn't serving. Yeah. And my servant part came this year when, you know, I had the conversation because we were taking the classes. I was taking all type of free business classes and mm -hmm. getting out and talking to people. So we did do a little, a little bit of both because I always like to educate myself. So I started looking into but what it's like to be a last year. Yeah. When you was helping with the homeschooling group that you was in. Yeah. That's when your servant really started and it was servant that you really care about because you was helping students like 
fall in love with writing and that's something that you like to do yeah so it's like that was your first time like outside of like working mm-hmm. it was showing some other people and then on top of that it was like kids yeah so it's like that's very like warming to like to people like when you get to like help the next generation like 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 something that they're trying to get everybody away from because mm-hmm. everybody don't read and everybody should read but it's like if we don't push these kids to read yeah. they're not going to really want to read we we see that they didn't shorten words and that's not words it's emojis yeah. or it's hyphenations and all this extra stuff it's smaller words so it's like they're not reading the stuff so we got to like force them to read because that's still a skill that you're going to need mm-hmm. like i went to school for computers because I had older people in my corner telling me that the computers is going to be the future. So you need to make sure that you at least know how to do something with computers. When I was younger, I didn't understand it. But as I started getting older and we started going through MySpace and Black Planet and all these different things, I'm like, okay, that's why they was telling me to get into this computer stuff because it was like, bro, this is the future. Yeah. So it was like me for the future for my son is like, you're going to learn how to start coding now. Now, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, our kids really fuel a lot of how we move. Mm-hmm. Because for us, we took, it took, we, when we had some time, it was rocky. We were trying to figure it out. We was coming from two different paths. We both had trauma. We both had to heal. But we both but knew we that we wanted, wanted to be to different. Be, yeah. We wanted, it's, for we, we wanted to have, we really took wanting to have better for our kids seriously. And like now, we know he's watching, and they're watching us. And we we want to always show them like you can go after whatever you want, and we're okay with being their example. Yeah. Even when we mess up, even when stuff is not necessarily going the right way, like they see us, and that's what we're supposed to be doing for our generation. Because we didn't really have that. We didn't have people that believed in our dreams. Like. We didn't have a lot of people who was really encouraging us in our corner and telling us we can do a certain thing. Everybody wanted us to go to college. Yeah. Everybody wanted us like it to have It was about these. going to college and having these big careers, but they didn't understand that like about in the, the future that like mm-hmm. you ain't got like these days you don't have to go to college. You can literally like not go to college and like still be like nice and like successful in something you're doing Mm -hmm. because you can be like a professional lego builder and you see you put it online and somebody liked how you build legos now they want you to build their legos for them now you didn't mess around and got a contract with building legos yeah you feel me so it's like you can do anything now Mm -hmm. and it was like our parents and the older generation didn't understand that in the future you can do anything because we're just really starting to understand that you can do anything because like our brothers and sisters and stuff like that they grew up with internet like this we grew up with dial up internet yeah so yeah. they already know that you could do anything somebody online. got on their telephone that phone rang <laughs> we had to learn your entire mm-hmm. like man you gotta wait 30 minutes for that thing to reload mm-hmm. listen so yeah it's we is doing it for your kids also like when you have kids and if you have a spouse or even if you're doing it by yourself once you make that first decision that you want to do it 
understand that everybody's not gonna see the dream. Your kids might not even understand it, but you they see it. Yeah, you're showing them because you, how you gonna tell your kids you can be whatever you wanna be and you can be the best at what you wanna be, but you're not following those footsteps. They yeah. see you coming in unhappy from your job. They see you stressed out about life. They see you stressed out about money, but you telling them like they can be whatever they want to be and they can do whatever they want to do, but you not. It's making them feel more hopeless. Yeah, we have to like yeah, we gotta give them hope. But like okay, so to switch that note. Okay, so with following your dreams, hmm. do you feel like? with the outside influences not being so positive with everybody, like the crab in the bucket mentality type stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that makes it much harder to like want to push for your dreams? Yeah. Do you think that that like keep people stagnant from like wanting to actually do it from the fears of other people? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people have more and they're used to being everybody want to be accepted yeah right i grew up in a way to where i kind of had to learn how to start betting on myself at an early age not understanding what that was doing for my mentality now mm -hmm. right a lot of people especially in our generation don't necessarily have it but we have it because a lot of us raised ourselves a lot of us deal with like a lot of trauma and we and in the trauma we want to be accepted we want to be the expectation that everybody has put on this like we want to be those things and then if you tell somebody you're like a family you can tell your family your dream and something that you want to do and everybody clowns and kind of makes fun of it and even though it's not meant to be malice that don't mean it don't hurt your feelings yeah. And deter you and from really kind of it's like we joking about it. So yeah. many even the jokes like hurt people feelings. Cause yeah, you never know. Like yeah, if they mm -hmm. like really being serious or if it's like yeah, they just they really joking. And then when you do it, some people who say okay, I'm past that. Even if they're think I'm crazy, I'm still gonna do it right. And then you launch something or you quit your job or you take a different career path you want some type of support and sometimes for a lot of people they don't get the support they thought they would get from their family and friends mm -hmm. and that makes them go back and say well i'll just do this because this is accepted yeah. instead of saying like for us we didn't get no whole lot of support like we didn't get good job guys how can we support you guys oh what do you got like for, we've been in business, Ms. Hunt has been in business, what, three years? That's three years. I've been doing Hunt Life Co for the past year and a half, two years. This year was the second year. None of our clientele has really been family. We can count. Mm -hmm. We had to get out there and make it on our own, not knowing nobody. So for us, we had that mentality of we knew we was going to have to get out here and really get yeah, we it really out of the mud. Because like, we knew we were going to and we knew we had kids that were looking at us and are accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. So it's not like we can just, like we were younger, just quit our jobs and be like, fuck you, we're gonna live out our car. Like, it wasn't like that. We had to really do it carefully and calculate it mm -hmm. because we're not gonna blow all this money 
that we've been blessed with and still have nothing to show for it. Yeah. So, like, because we could have went and bought a house with that. Mm-hmm. Like, we literally said, we're going to do this. I mean, I think we could have been in the house two times over. Yeah. You feel me? So it was like, I mean, with that situation, I feel like we just, it ain't our time to get a, it ain't been our time to get a house. Yeah. That should have come when it comes. It's been, everything has been happening so we could be able to get to this situation first. And that's like trying to go after our dreams. Yeah. Because if we don't go after our dreams, then how we know if we can like keep all the other stuff that we like dream right. of happening yeah so it's like that's the main thing it's mm-hmm. like you gotta go after your dreams you gotta start little first. at a time yeah you gotta really put out what you have to sacrifice because there are going to be sacrifices and mm-hmm. there's going to be people who not gonna support you it's gonna be people you really start to see the division and the more division you start to see the less people sometimes really want to see that because even with regular jobs like mm-hmm. you up on your career and like you're trying to push it like at the beginning when you first started, started. it's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's time to get off. So like, yeah, boy, it's going to get off on time or a little bit early, you feel me? But when you're trying to like step it up and go be a manager and like the next level and like that, you know, like you're going to have to stay a little bit longer. You're going to have to like do that extra work and other people going to feel some type of way because it's like, Bro, like, I thought we was cool. Now you in here acting like the boss. I mean, you yeah. is the manager, but it's like, I mean, I thought we was cool. Yeah. And it's like, people get the whole, that's another type of crap in a bucket situation. We get it confused that, like, the boss or mm-hmm. the manager and the employee are, like, when we working with people, the work and friendship thing. Yes, you can be friends with your work friends. You can have work you friends. Work. But after work is when you're friends. When you're on the clock, you feel you like that's money. what it is. It's like, yeah, it's like you have to be able to like get your money. That's yeah. the main thing because that's what you're at work for. Because kick you kind of work. Right? I'm so, you know, like, yeah. Because the, no the work friends could be the ones that are trying to keep you snitching. down, too. And they be the ones that be like dry snitching. Like, yeah, so it's like, that's the way. Trying to be in the boss's office. Baby, I've been handy. Like, in the boss's mm-hmm. office, telling all, all your business. You done got a little buckle finger at work. She told all your business. Now they coming in here charging you up because you weren't supposed to even leave the building on your break. Listen, mm-hmm. I got to watch the work friends. Sometimes the work friends, that's why I used to not add nobody. You can be my friend on social media. No, mm-hmm. man, I'm a whole thug. I hit ask five. <laughs> no, you cannot mm-hmm. be my friend. Is none of your business. So, like, with all of like crab in the bucket situations and like everything, it's hard. It's hard. So it's like that's Plenty why. Plenty of days, I, I'd be like, man, you should guard this. your dreams, like, with your to your chest. Like, I mean, yeah, I think you should tell like certain people your dreams. Yeah, don't tell, you don't everybody, tell everybody your dreams. Sometimes you gotta let people find out when they find out. Yeah, and you only want to tell the people, and that's why it could hurt because some of the people that you tell. You might find out they don't want your success like you think they want you want for your success, mm-hmm. and but you still need to make sure you keep that very secure. And even the people you telling, you just don't tell everything. Like that's when I guess it does help to have a partner because that's the person you can really like 
You can lean on. You lean on or you're supposed to be. Even if your partner don't necessarily believe in your dream, they should still respect and love you enough to be able to listen to your journey. Because yeah. that's the thing, too. <clears throat> For you, I never wanted to be the person to tell you that you couldn't live your dream because you had already had people around you telling you that. Like, And I feel like you could have got a lot further in life had somebody really pushed you and paid attention to the things that you were saying because it didn't sound crazy to me so i wanted to be the person who supports to supported you but and also helped you get there mm -hmm. and this is what you want to do okay we're doing it like you're not by yourself because it's going to be hard mentally yeah, like mentally. mentally it's going to be hard and it's going to be a lot of days you're like i don't even want to do this that's my way to that's my time to pick you back up and say no we gonna do this because baby that's when you're really running a business the days when you don't want to do it yeah and you continue to do it that's like when you're really not even just running a business that's when you're like really chasing your dream yeah you could be trying to be the, the you manager don't even want to work bro yeah like you don't want to go to work you just want to chill at the house mm -hmm. like i don't feel like doing that but you still decide to say screw that i'm gonna get up and I'm finna go get it. It ain't about the money. It's about the like the future outcome or the mm -hmm. possibilities of me going in at this time. Yeah. And it's like that's the part when it's like, yeah, you chasing your dreams because it's like you're stepping out of your own way. Yeah. You gotta step out your own way some of the time too, because that can be the biggest crutch mm -hmm. of all. In all in all. If we don't step out our own way and understand like our own capabilities, like yeah. be comfortable with our own like superpowers, mm -hmm. because we don't like, I'm I'm not sure if everybody do that, but I feel like the type of jobs that you like work is like kind of sort of like catered to like your skill sets. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So it's like, why not continue to try to do something with your skill set that you've been learning? You've been doing yeah. this for the past five years. You pretty good at it, so it's like, why not take it to the next level? Mm -hmm. And it's like that's just gambling on yourself. It's yeah. like it's nothing wrong with gambling on yourself because if you don't gamble on yourself, won't nobody gamble upon you. You gotta take that step. Like yeah. it's up to you. You gotta be confident in yourself. Yeah. You gotta like talk yourself through the hard times. You gotta like pick yourself up on the hard days. You gotta be comfortable with seeing that. I'm not going to get nothing on this day. This day might not get nothing. I might then have a trash day at work. Yeah. Like, I might then not sell not one item. I ain't washing not one car. I ain't cutting out one grass. I ain't did nothing. Yeah. You might but have clothes that deals. Nothing. You might have missed that position at work. Like, yeah, stuff happened. Shot some air up in somebody <laughs> trying to get in blood. You feel me? Oh, like, oh. Not. It could have been anything, bro. Like, she, you could have then put goddamn the wrong <laughs> type of goddamn liquor in the cup. They wanted a whiskey sour, <laughs> and you just gave them a goddamn Long Island iced tea. You feel me? Everybody had hard days, but it's like once you get over that hard day, yeah, and like keep going, yeah, that's when you like running the business. That's when yeah, you that's like you're living your dreams. Dream. Yeah, and then it's also being able to show your kids because under they looking, yeah, they watching you. They not and like for me, it's my kids asking me little things they might notice that we're doing. Like Santana's always involved in 
It's always mm-hmm. in my business. He always asks him, what you doing? What y'all doing with that? Why you been about that? And it's explaining to him that he, he's very, he's not. So he's very intrigued with different things. And he has questions about a lot. And we take time out to explain it to him. Those are planting seeds in him now. Like, yeah. and that is what I want to do. I want to show him, like, you help people. But I also want you to be in tune with the things that you like and what you want to do. Understanding who Santana is a little bit better because because when you become an adult and you're trying to figure all that out, like we are the adults of the world right yeah. now. Like I don't know if millennials have realized. We y'all, are the economy. We family. are. Like, yeah. We are everything. We them. Like we the grown ups of the world. Like, like for real, for real. Now we it's don't about get our shit together. Our economy gonna be trash. You feel it's about me? Like, us. We the ones that gotta like. We, we to gotta push it. the economy. Mm-hmm. We gotta clean up like the school districts. Yeah. Like we gotta clean up like the kids. We gotta clean up the drugs in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like we the it's ones that gotta like do that. Like that. Because then we're gonna be the old people who we could keep complaining about mm-hmm. in the future. We gonna be them. Because so the dream is for your kids now. to have a better life. Then that's part of like doing. The, that's doing the hard work that's of building the hard work. Yep. And that's the hard part too. It's hard. Cause shit, I had like I had with Santana, he was six years old. What at the beginning of the COVID was that six or seven? He was six, so it's mad, yeah. Yeah, he was six years old, but his ass was running around here talking about Dogecoin to the moon, you feel me? Yeah. He knew about so Dogecoin. Did. He knew that we we hit pretty nice on Doge, you feel me? So it was like, oh, he knew about stocks. Yeah, he's gonna ask questions about that. Like mm-hmm. he asks questions about cameras and how to work cameras and like, well, how to clean this car the proper way or how to how long do I press down the t-shirt? Yeah, he's asking all them different questions. So mm-hmm. it's like that's what it's about. This is being able to pass like that knowledge down to them, and that, that's really fulfilling your dream because it's like that's that little, little person thing. looking up to you. It is, and like that's a good feeling, and like mm-hmm. even making them a part, cause like mm-hmm. Santana, the writing on the book on my book cover is Santana's handwriting, mm-hmm. and like it was really that's what made my book so special because it was a dream I always had as being a writer, but the fact that my kids could really be a part of my dream that was way better than what I ever dreamed as a kid, like. I had a husband that was involved in it. My kids were fully involved in it. Like, even if you look through the book, it's little sneak peeks of them. Like, the grilled cheese at the end of the book is because Santana loved grilled cheese. And with Aunt Betty, my auntie, shout out to my Aunt Betty, she's like a grandmother to him. So, she used to always make him grilled cheese. He still let it like grilled cheese to this day, child. And... I incorporated that in my book. Like, if you, it's in the little trunk, it's his initials on one of the on one of the pages. Like, he his he wrote the type, the book cover. Mm-hmm. It's his book the book cover is his handwriting. So the fact that he could that's something he's always gonna be able to look at and say, I had a part in my mommy's book, and it's on there. He has credits and everything. Mm-hmm. So, question: that's, How does that feel? Because mm-hmm. that's a childhood dream of yours like actually achieving like a childhood dream not the simple fact of that you actually like sold books or anything like that it's for the simple fact of that you actually like dreams of writing a book and you actually like wrote a book and you actually have it in your hand how did that feel 
because that's achieving a dream that like a lot of people like really don't get a chance to do yeah. like that's really actually chasing your dream that's a dream and you chased it mm-hmm. and like you caught that dream yeah and it's like a lot of people don't really catch their dreams like early and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's like athletes and shit them, right. them the type of niggas that like catch their dreams early you feel me yeah olympians and stuff like that so it's like because of a young age and being able to like fund your book yeah on your own and stuff like that like how does that feel um i think a lot of days i'm still in shock class mm-hmm. um See, I don't like to talk about it. Now you're going to have me. Listen, we're going to have to pull this together. Uh, <laughs> let me get it together. Um, It's still really emotional because the book proved more to me about myself than I think I knew at the time. And the crazy part that it came out of a place of pain, but also a journey that I had went through of like healing because I was suffering postpartum depression when I wrote the book from Maddox and I was still dealing with the death of my auntie, um, my Anglo, and then we had just lost our dad. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I even I wrote it down in my phone. Like I wrote the first cover in my phone after visiting my Aunt Betty. And I, because we talked about me writing a book back in jailhouse when we were living in jailhouse. Mm-hmm. I was, and I was doing a chapter did. book. Started. I started, yeah. I had a couple chapters and I just stopped. It was always something that I kind of shied away from, even though I've been a writer my entire life. But I didn't have the support that I necessarily needed from my mom growing up. So a lot of it was subconsciously, I can't do it mm-hmm. because she told me I couldn't do it a lot. And she stopped me a lot from writing, but my dad, his support for the book, even before I even printed it, like the man called me most of the time, I'm like, when are you gonna get the book? Just harassing mm-hmm. me about it. And I was like, my daddy spoke such big dreams over the book. It's like, dang, now I can't let my daddy down because he really believed in the book before he was even printed. And I was good with just having it in my phone because it's like, I want a piece of art. Like yeah. this is this is mine. And I was able to do it. And I tell people it's like a love letter to my sons because I needed to heal for them. Going through all my trauma and my abuse and the things that I've had to deal with. I want to be a present mom for them, but I also want to be a healthy mom and that's knowing who I am and getting over all the things from my childhood that has hurt me. The book is really something I I didn't see coming. I never thought that that, that I would have wrote a book, yeah. even though my dream was to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And it still makes me emotional because it was a love letter to my grandmother. It was um, a love letter to my auntie who kept, like did that for my sons because my sons don't get to experience a grandmother the way I did. Like I love my. So, I wish my kids had a, a grandmother around so they could have that same love. But even if I was able to put it in a book, I feel like I did them justice. Mm-hmm. So, and I thank my auntie for taking that role with them. 
And so the fact that I can make it a love letter to everybody that has played a role was just enough for me. Yeah. But then to sell out on the book, like the first month, yeah. was just like, I feel like it was God's way of shining on me uh-huh. and saying like, this is what you were supposed to be doing anyways. And so, yeah, I think it's still like very much of a shock back thing and I've been going through emotions. Left and right as y'all see. Um, oh, wait, but it's just an emotional journey for me too. Um, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to get out my own way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because the, the people who know, know. Mentally, when you've been mentally, any type of abuse victim, anything can be triggering. But I feel like you always was there to help me. And that's why I say I think your spouse believing in your dreams makes it that much better. So if you do have a spouse and you may not believe, that they can really do it, be supportive anyways. Yeah. Because you was always supportive of my dreams, even when no, I was no, like, I don't no, want to do it. Right? Yeah, even when I didn't even care. So for me to be able to do the same thing with you, with the detailing and saying, yeah, go work with cars. Because I always felt like you was going to work with cars. Mm-hmm. I remember when you said you was doing the barber thing, and I was like, but you're supposed to be doing cars. Yeah, but I was going to cut hair so I could be able to make some money. Yeah, and that's what you so said. <laughs> Yeah. The stereo school so I could mm-hmm. learn how to put stereos in a car. Yeah. So yeah, like it was always yeah, it was it on, no, like, yeah. yeah, it was always something about cars. But my thing about like helping you achieve your dream was it helped me like achieve one of my dreams. And that was like me understanding that like I can like make like a, I can make money and be able to like fun things mm-hmm. out of like not from like working for somebody but like actually like me doing the groundwork putting the groundwork in mm-hmm. and like actually going out and like doing something that i love to do mm-hmm. and i was able to like help you do something that you love to do so it helped me understand that like bro you can actually like be a money person if you want to you feel me you can get to this bread if you want to mm-hmm. you know how to get to the bread and it's like now you know how to like put the funds behind the bread because mm-hmm. my whole entire life i always been the i'm gonna pay it all right now versus mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna put yeah. it on layaway now nah, i'm gonna just go on and drop the whole entire bread down like yeah. why am i gonna like put a car on car note Mm-hmm. And I could just finish getting the rest of this money and like give it to you and add my car. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, why well, buy jewelry and put money down on the jewelry when I can just pay it off? So mm-hmm. it's like, nah, I always was like, I can do that on little stuff. So let me see if I could do that on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And being able to, like, all right, let's get the illustrator. All right. We got the illustrator. Now let's see about what's the next step after that. Mm-hmm. And it's like putting money into that. And I'm it's the same like, person. So I'm always like, it can wait, it can wait, mm-hmm. it wait. Because at the same time, because I didn't take the money even when, because I didn't write the book until after, I think, what we started with the Humbubble. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we took the money that I had came mm-hmm. into, and that's how we funded the Mr. Humbubble stuff. Mm-hmm. And out of doing that, it was, and that was another thing too, because it was like, 
when you get married, you're supposed to be like each other's front. Like you really become one. And like we, we really treat it like that. So like when we came into the money, like because I've had that conversation before, it wasn't my money. It was like our thing. And you had something that you wanted to do. So it's like the fact that we was able to fund that, I was able to fund that, and then you was able to pretty much go back and make good on that and fund the book. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, like I said, having a spouse is important to have somebody that really believes or right, like care enough about you to care about your dreams and really make them happen even on days that you don't want to mm-hmm. is important because, mm-hmm. but I also feel like that was God pushing us in the direction we needed to be. Like we both had to make sacrifices and it was really showing like, if you really not for each other the way you say you are, then y'all are gonna do right. And like, people might ask the, like that question, well, who, why would you fund it? Or I'm not giving him everything, but, or like same too, like I'm not gonna fund that, like I don't believe in it, but it's mm-hmm. like, what she be you gonna look stupid and it's like I don't do nothing out of how it's gonna make me look. I'm moving in how God is telling me to move. Because like, I never cared about pure, you making like, money off of the book or you, you having it to where it's gonna be in like this in a school district. Yeah. Like I didn't like I didn't care that if we was making money. It was more so you about having a printed copy so you can have it and put it on the mantle. Mm-hmm. So we can just have it and put it on the wall or some shit like on our art wall. Yeah. Like it was always about just that whole like yeah. bragging rights for you to say <laughs> that like, yeah, Which I'm an I'm author. Not, yeah, I'm still getting used to saying that I'm an author. Like it's about living your dreams. And if yeah. you can actually achieve a dream Mm-hmm. What's wrong with achieving a dream, especially if you can like actually like see it yeah. in your in your in your space. So mm-hmm. why not go after it and why not like spend the money that you gotta spend so that person can like actually get that dream that they want. Yeah. Cause it's it's a it helps you both ways. Like it helps them and it helps you. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, sometimes you need somebody that's gonna help you see the dream. Mm-hmm. And then you know the person who's gonna be there to help you through the dream, mm-hmm. like on the days that it does get hard, whatever that hard looks like for you. And then you're like, you have your kids. So it is like, once you decide to do it, cause again, like you have to make that choice. Cause I could have just sat there and said, I'm not never gonna get this printed. But I have, and it's been like an awesome success. And even with like my clothing, like me just putting myself out there this year has proven a lot to me. Like I sold out of my shirts earlier this year. Like this has really been a sellout year from betting on, on ourselves. ourselves. Like understanding that like you have to like you gotta take the knowledge that you learn and you gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. Like if you cause we're only like three years into like trying to like you know, growing businesses. Business. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, we're just, like, trying to get to the point of trying to understand how to run a successful business yeah. so we can run a successful business. Yeah. So, we got out of the whole, like, trying to run a business phase. Okay, we know we can run a business. Yeah. Now, let's learn how to run a successful business. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, we had to learn that because we're two independent people, 
that we had to learn that we got to start like trusting in other people. So let's start taking classes. Let's start learning other different things. We need to learn about marketing. We need to learn about this and we need to learn about that. Mm-hmm. So we can be able to like elevate ourselves. Yeah, so we coach. can be able to yeah. go to the next level. Get the go out and get mm-hmm. the things that you need to make your dreams work. Yeah, because you can't we, always do it on your own. Uh-huh. Like you need people you around. You need people around. That's you. what you we network do, for. Yep, that's the point of networking. You can't do everything yourself. And if you know you need to gain more knowledge, take the classes, do the research, read the articles. If you have business friends, we didn't have any. But if you have somebody or you know somebody or try to network with people in whatever it is that you're trying to do, like, but you have to take those steps. Mm-hmm. Like, we, nobody can make you do anything. And for us, it was understanding, okay, we do need a business coach. So I went and got that. Like, I'm in class all the time. Shout out to Panther Inc. Graphics. Um, v, like, she's been a godsend and she's helped me see my dream and my passion. I need to have to tell her. So it's like letting your, once you start betting on yourself, things will start to align to get you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. But you have to take move. that first step. Yeah, you have to first say this is what you want to do and then really move towards that. When the the time to start chasing your dreams is when you decide you're tired of being confused and you're ready to bet on yourself. This is what we guessing for. Because life is short and your kids are watching it. Real tea. So, like, that being said, I think that's, like, a nice little point to, like, end the whole, like, yeah. that, that part of all. So, like, as you know, we are coming into the end of the episode. I feel like it was a good episode. I think it was a good episode. That's good. I don't like the fact that I'm really a thug, y'all. Please don't listen. Y'all ever talk about this? Tell anybody about this? Understand me. We have a problem, okay? I'm still on the whole gloom. I'm just a sensitive gangster. So, but I think it was a good episode. Yeah, I think we like we playing with this part too. Like, do we like open it and like yeah, we do like a little chit chat at the beginning? Do y'all like the chit chat? Let us know. Chit chat at the end, and it's like that's kind of sort of yeah. Do y'all want us to like chit chat at the beginning or at the end? Yeah. Or do y'all just like the banter in general at the beginning (laughs) and the end? Before we even get into the rant, because I don't think it's gonna go nowhere. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Oh, it's either we gonna do it at the beginning or the end. And some episodes, shit, you might get that bad boy at the beginning or the end, but that's just (laughs) the way it is. So, with that being said, do you have a rant for this episode? These people still trying to take me out. Listen, I feel almost totaled on my legs, y'all. And these people, I it's. They keep everything still on the floor. You would think they would stop doing that, and they won't. These, I think you would think she'll have a phone on the charger, but once again, it popped up on the screen. And I think we had that conversation on the first episode about her not charging her phone. Like, finish a rant about our kids. Yeah, this is my rant. I'm not ranting about my battery. We already, my battery is always about to die. It's okay. Listen, I can stay on five percent for at least three hours. It's okay. Just cut that. Cut that. <laughs> I don't need no light no way. Now, but y'all be safe out here in these streets with these kids. Be watch your feet. Watch your feet. Watch the flow. Mm-hmm.
my thing is, bro, like, it's too hot in Houston. It is hot, To y'all. be driving like a maniac. It's too <laughs> hot to be sitting here, like, not knowing where you're going. It's too hot to be missing your turn. It's like, I get it. But it's too hot, bro. <laughs> like, it's too hot. Like, we be, we just be out here, like, we don't really have, like, a clock, you feel me? We don't have, like, an internal clock, meaning that we don't really, like, go with the flow of how everything is. We just do what we want to do. Like, we just be dry as we, we do. go to the snow in the middle of the day, especially if we no ain't got no cars. So it's like, with it being that everybody's in the stores right now because they're trying to get like school supplies, it's like, bro, that's mad annoying. I can't wait till school starts back so homeschooling people can be just like out and about, like having fun. Yes, because while y'all in school, we outside, we have field trips and we have a fun. We about to be lit this fall. Stay hydrated because it is. And I work outside, like especially for all my construction workers and lawn workers and just like delivery drivers and everything. If you work outside, my guys and my ladies, like like stay hydrated, get them electrolytes up in you, like whenever you can. Okay, let's hear right there. Put on some sunscreen. Please. If you can, like, whenever you can take a break to get yourself hydrated and drink some, like, drink something. But drink more water. Yeah. Drink yeah, more please water. drink your water. Yeah. It's too hot for that. Mm-hmm. So don't be, don't be dehydrating yourself. Drink yeah, some water. I drink some water or ice cold beer, but you still got to have some water. Just water. Yeah. It's crazy. Y'all out here trying to be out here on no Hennessy. Y'all going to pass <laughs> out on Hennessy. Stop yeah, that. Put the you better go get something with some more value to it, cause that cheap looking gonna pass your ass out. You out here on that goddamn no man, it's too hot the bird. Yeah. <laughs> I hear drinking the four locos in the summertime, but nah, you better drink your seltzer, drink you some wine or something. Chill. Maybe I think it's too hot for wine. I don't want mid right there, but just I don't know. drink water to stay cool. Yeah, yeah. Eat some food. Drink a smoothie or some shit. Because like, <laughs> the smoothie keep you nice and cool too. You you gotta, yeah. yeah, something healthy. That that could be a big thing. Just try to find one little healthy thing that you can do. Whether it's that walking, eating a piece of fruit, like cutting back on right something. Now. Anything. Like just find one little healthy thing that you can try to start doing and just like start from there. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I'm hunting. I'm Kiki. It's Hunt Life. It's Hunt Life Podcast. We'll see y'all next time. Hunt Life. Live dreams.